1: So it's come to this. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's why I wanted you to do the intro. Because <laughs> if I had, I was like, I'm 50-50 on whether Charlie's going to do an impression. you got to ask one. yourself one question.
2: <laughs> has it come to this? And then, well, has it? The famous it Ronald Reagan quote. <laughs> I don't, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know why I insist on doing it. Oh, I'm not it. good at it. I'm, I'm Charlie. <laughs> this is a podcast. We're going to talk
1: about a Clint Eastwood movie. Ronald Reagan's Dirty Harry. Oh, yeah. I knew, I didn't want to do the intro because I was like, um, I'm going to want to do a Clint impression. And that's going to sound like Ronald Reagan going, well.
2: <laughs> Which I do all the time. That's the only thing <laughs> I actually can do. I just go around the house going, well, Nancy. Well, <laughs>
1: Just like Clint. Yeah. Uh, this is our first Eastwood. I think so. And it's gotta be. We had our flags of our fathers episode erased. I know. Our That was sad. <laughs> our Cry Macho episode
2: never Ooh. happened. I you just know? saw that was on the yeah, on the streaming. I might have to watch that
1: one. Never never got around to the bridges of Madison County, but if you do an Eastwood Dirty Harry is a pretty good place to this jump. It's pretty in, great. Right? Yeah. This is a, a pretty undeniable film that's spawned several sequels, including the Bronson esque uh, later series. Yeah. And Dirty it's Harry. It's great. It's this cool, uh, it's a cool flick with a lot of controversial shit and uh, <laughs> an undeniably peak cool Clint Eastwood. Yes. In the title role. I don't think it like- gets
2: any cooler than sunglasses, big hair. Inspector Harry Callahan. Yeah, man,
1: him in like the cool, like Bronson bootcut jeans oh, with yeah. a tweed blazer and the sun. This is like his best hair movie. I was just
2: gonna say, yeah, is this the best hair? Best hair movie. It's, it's gotta. be it's, it's the coolest. Just enough Snickleson. poof, just enough volume. Sl- yeah, still going back, still I, full.
1: I also think it's like the actual most like attractive. Mm. As a, <laughs> like you could buy him as the his most sex appeal is Harry Callahan in this first one right cuz the oh, hair's yeah. perfect got great taste in sunglasses strong chase, taste in uh, tweed sport coats Oh yeah he's
2: looking good for the time like, for sure Cool look Yeah
1: cool look uh cool guy
2: just that chin that that chiseled chin of his sexy guy the whole cheek everything's like always tense
1: Yeah he's man. always got his teeth clenched together clenched. Man this guy grinds Got to wear a mouth guard at times, jaw clench, right? Yeah. But it's a role that, like, it would have been tough for another guy to do. Like, I don't, as much as I love Bronson, it's just Mm -hmm. different enough from Bronson where he's played the role of the cop who's violent and does the one good thing in many a a canon movie. Absolutely. But this bringing in the gravitas of, (laughs) of Eastwood, you know, Bronson always had that grimy. Vibe. This is
2: such a A movie version of a B movie. Yeah. Like the grizzled cop who's lost his wife, doesn't play by the rules, <laughs> on his own. Yeah. Makes, you know, has, has to go up against this citywide killer who's yeah. got the city terrorized. and
1: This movie influenced but, a zillion B movies. Oh, yeah. But this we, movie
2: is like masterfully yes. shot, beautifully shot. Gorgeous. Uh, it's, Perfectly acted for what it needs to be, and uh, it kind of
1: kind of gets you in every way it needs to get you. Yeah, like, man, it is tense. It's it, got it, great suspense. The action is great. Mm-hmm. the The way it escalates is insane. As you said, the views are gorgeous. Oh, it yeah. It doesn't get me. Uh, it doesn't take much to get me to watch a movie set in San Francisco. Uh, yeah. I love it. These are streets that I've driven. These are places that I've been. You know, it's great seeing San Francisco through the years. Fifty years ago, San Francisco a lot of new stuff has popped up since then and we yeah. still got these great outer shots of the city and the cameras in incredible you know like the score is incredible mm-hmm. the Lalo Schifrin score almost like a jazz score creating like a percussion based bop score you get that cool gritty crime
2: drum yeah like just as the 7 70- it's what 1971 yeah. so things are just kind of getting away from the hippie stuff mm-hmm. into this funk yeah, area. Vietnam's
1: happened for... Not quite has, a uh, disco yet. As a uh, some, some disillusionment. And, yeah. Uh,
2: so, yeah, you've got this great just bongo beat underneath. Mm-hmm. You've got the hi-hat going. Ooh, <laughs>
0: that's
2: a good hi-hat. Thank you, thank you.
1: Your hi-hat impressions and, a lot. And
2: you're getting this rooftop vista of the whole city. And Clint Eastwood in these wraparound sunglasses. Yeah, man. And the hair just blowing back in the wind. Great hair. I mean... Right after, you, right after man. you've gotten a chilling sniper attack to open Dude, this that movie. That opening
1: sniper attack. So once we open with this, this attack, Andy Robinson in the credits. Oh, Andrew Robinson. <laughs> is it Andy? Yeah, it says Andy Robinson uh. like he's a seven year old. <laughs> Featuring dancing Andy Robinson. As Imagine Scorpio. being this
2: unhinged on, on
1: set and people are like, <laughs> "Hey, Andy, <laughs> hey, Andy, could you come up?" Yeah, Andy <laughs> is such a uh, man, but yeah, Andy Robinson and. Ironically, I guess he was referred to as Andy because of what's described as his choir boy face. Mm. If this is what choir boys look like, the choir (laughs) boys are the most unhinged motherfuckers on the planet, man. Andrew Robinson is this uh, uh, handsome guy who can make himself real ugly. (laughs) He's got a rubbery
2: thing going on with the face. Like The lips are too big. The nose is too big. Everything's just like a
1: little out of whack. There's certain angles from where you see all these... Really nice features: this cleft chin, this strong jaw, like an interesting nose, mm-hmm. strong uh, expressive eyes, and one slight turn in the degree of the camera. And it's like this guy looks like a freak.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, he's also just got this wild hair, yeah,
1: and he's just got a crazy look in his eye. This dude is trouble. Oh, dude, this... walking down the street, you could see it. So, Clint, you said you said earlier, Clint discovered him like on Broadway, because he needed to... This movie went through so many changes over the years from this original script. Yeah, that's... The a, script by a husband and wife, the oh, is Finks. That a,
2: oh, okay, because I saw the two Finks. I was like, the Fink brothers the, are on this yeah, one, Yeah, the Fink huh? family's, but family's on this. Yeah. Okay, very nice. There yeah. might
1: have been something where... Because I could have sworn that it was two man names on the, on the credits, it but it was a like husband it. and wife. I, Did so there's a chance like that the wife, whose name is Rita...
2: Oh, I think it was like R.J. Fink <gasps> and then
1: incredible other guy's name. Was a woman something like wrote that. Dirty Harry. It's great. And probably, yeah, probably Fink family probably had to go
2: initials writers. to not have a woman's name on the, on the writing credits. When you think of the men that be were surprised. supposed to be
1: attached to this movie, like Frank Sinatra and George C. Scott and, mm. you know, all these strong mo- You know, we've seen these kind of crime movies with those people. You know, Sinatra was coming off The Detective mm-hmm. in the late 60s, like... Clint Eastwood was not the, the choice for this role. seems impossible this <laughs> much later that he was not the choice. It's right? crazy.
2: I assumed he created this character. Same. Like, if i had I've asked always me, thought that. Yeah. I would be like, oh, yeah, the reason why they've never remade Dirty Harry is because Clint Eastwood owns the character, I have to assume. I have to assume that, right? Because it is. Maybe he does now. It's I like, don't know. But... He clearly developed that guy at the groundlings. No, <laughs> know, <it's like> <laughs> <laughs> brought it to the big stage. Yeah. <laughs> brought it to the big yeah.
1: stage. <laughs> No, this, Wait, I, yeah. I always just assumed this was an Eastwood passion project. That's that funny. That he wanted to tell this story of a conservative stuck in liberal, you know, San Francisco. <laughs> God, he that he's play the last the real man in the... Because yeah. I guess the original script was set in New York, which takes a lot mm. of the interesting color away. There's a lot of great New York crime movies, but I like that this sure. was like, you know, as much as you say what you want about his ideals, the conservative cop... Uh, trying to figure out if he's the same as a killer, just has a badge, it makes a lot more sense in San Francisco. Yeah, the,
2: it's the Wild West, man. Yeah, man. The, Dirty Harry is essentially, right from the bank robbery scene, he <sighs> is the the lawman in a lawless town a who just walks across the street and opens fire. Yeah. Women and children be damned.
1: I mean, that. that's like, why I always assumed this was his passion project, because it took... All the spaghetti Western Clint, yeah. and just put it as a modern cop in a big city filled with hippies. Yeah, and <laughs> and I... like he's going around pulling out the biggest gun in the West, popping off everybody. Like you said, winging bullets past kids' heads, women's heads, and like <laughs> how, well, that, how that how different is this, right? The the great opening bank
2: robbery scene that, that we should well just the opening spend...
1: we get we get Andrew Robinson punching a bullet through a woman's well yeah collarbone. You, yeah you get Good the sniper God. shot. That's a sick shot. You Just a gorgeous the, uh, shot. with, the, Like you said, the vistas. Uh-huh. Rooftop vistas as we're getting into the frame of mind, the point of view of Scorpio before we know there's a Scorpio. Right. But oh, that, yeah, he
2: finds the note from Scorpio.
1: That scene, like you said, through your hi-hat, Lalo Schifrin score, <laughs> who did the great Mission Impossible, Amityville Horror, perfect tone to set for this movie. Yeah. The way Dirty Harry Callahan is canvassing this crime scene that shot of him walking up, you know, I'm. A, we're suckers for that. Oh stuff.
2: my god! This movie should have been called "Dirty Harry in Real Time" because you get to watch procedure. Harry. You get to watch Harry walk around <laughs> in real time. You get to watch him ascend a cherry picker up ten flights of, uh, Five of ten stories in of real time. Picker, you get to watch him ride a train in real time, dude. That. That like is they a, let you spend some time with the Harry Callahan. That is an
1: unabashed favorite thing. Of, but usually you see that a lot more in crime TV from yeah. the era. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, when you're watching an episode of Canon, William Conrad is going to take four minutes to drive to this site. Like, he is going to eat that whole sandwich. Exactly. On camera. <laughs> so Eastwood just like, yeah, he's he's going to go up that whole ladder. I know. Like, he's doing it, you know. But But I love that in 110th Street. I love yes. winding your way through these buildings and finding these different escapes and different entrances. At some point in the movie, he goes, I'll go in here. You find another entrance. <laughs> Just find another <laughs> entrance to like a <laughs> huge building in real time. Like, do you imagine how long it could take to find another entrance to some buildings? Yeah. But yeah, when he finds that shell casing and thinks it's this, that's such a cool twist on the opening of a cup you see the casing and now you're thinking all right he's on this guy Mm -hmm. and then it pans back to him seeing the note and realizes oh shit the guy knows that like he is actively luring us
2: yeah this is a cool the the character of scorpio apparently based on zodiac sure as you see in the movie zodiac yes uh which i would love to do a zodiac episode someday but uh yeah this psycho who is taunting the police and demanding money And uh, yeah, we actually do get the mayor, John Vernon, John Vernon, the most as quote unquote, the mayor
1: (laughs) in the credits, dude, if you name a guy in the credits, the mayor, (laughs) I don't think he's the actual mayor of the city. It sounds like he's like a guy who one of those dudes on like that. I don't know. Huggy bear's name could be the mayor. Yeah. You want some information. You go see the mayor. That's he's a guy I mean, that can get
2: stuff. If you're going to put the mayor in quotation marks, you better be talking about like Isaac Hayes is the mayor in Escape <laughs> yeah, from New York. Like, yeah. no, he's not really the mayor, yeah. but we call him that. No, this is the
1: mayor. He didn't earn an official dukeship. What? <laughs> he just calls himself the. the like, yeah. As John Vernon as the mayor. <laughs> like, is he the wacky neighbor? Exactly. Or something? Like, who is he? <laughs> Movie credits could be weird, but this John Vernon. So, we're big. John Vernon heads on this show. Oh, definitely. In, in Killer Clowns. Yeah. You know, Animal immortal. House is the crusty Dean. Like, mm-hmm. oh, this guy had 30 years of immortal. These kind of uh, characters in power. Yes. And he is just so good at that role. This is the most reserved John Vernon performance mm-hmm. ever. Right. And he has, This is
2: early enough that he's got to still rein it in a little
1: bit. Yeah, this is such a great scene that I wasn't expecting this is a real power move when he has uh, Scorpio's letter on the overhead and mm-hmm. he's reading out this psychopath's demands how he wants hundred grand if or else he's gonna kill a person a day one person every day for for a hundred grand it should be like 1.5 million I got yeah
2: in the 70s I gotta assume yeah that's a serious I mean chunk 1.5 of change.
1: million would be good now. But if I'm thinking like, oh, man, if I have to kill like seven people, this is this. <laughs> i I'm 1. making this 5, a daily thing yeah, as a killer. Yeah. 1.5 isn't going to take me that far. Right. So 100 wouldn't have done that great for you in 71. And John, when he gets to the end of the threat, saying that the next targets are going to be a Catholic priest or an N-word, John Vernon reading every real-time mm-hmm. word of that letter and not saying, just saying nothing. Yeah showing the letter and then instead just kind of like biting his lip a little bit is such more of a power move than just saying that word right right i thought that was a great so i don't know if it came about organically because for all i know john verin says i'm not going to be the guy on film saying exactly. that other people can do that we can I'm dance not around it but it's not but it happen. seems like it was written for him to specifically like recoil
2: well there's such a push and pull in this movie of, like, the old school... Yeah. Uh, they say every slur in the in the book later when they're talking to Chico, the new Chico. recruit.
1: Man, they really got to name the one Mexican dude, Chico. <laughs> Ch- it's like Chico Rodriguez. Like, yeah. Like, jeez. But isn't that... Act- the actor's got,
2: like, the most Italian name ever. Like, clearly not <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not the right race. Renny Santoni.
1: Hey. You
2: know? <laughs> but, yeah, it's like... The movie some- sometimes has this, like... Uh, you know, as we would maybe say today, conservative bent of, or, yeah. of you know, like Harry is celebrated Well, a lot of complaining against the killer.
1: idiocy of the liberal rules. Yeah,
2: but then like things get murky and uh-huh. he's out of sync with the world and then at the end it becomes like this total fantasy or just like I'm not even sure
1: Yeah, what's going on at the end The there. movie does a great job of showing so, this political and moral divide mm-hmm. and why these rules are stupid because it allows these loopholes while ignoring, you know, the bigger problems that some of these rules did solve just so there's going to be individual shitty cases that slip through and so you can see this divide but as you say by the end of it it is so murky and so like well i have no idea (laughs) what the best way to handle any of this would be and it's it could have really fucked up by leaning too hard Against like no, he's the good dude for rebelling against all mm-hmm. of these reg like we can't, but this guy should take the law into his own hands, like. It's really doing a great job the whole time, asking the question of like, well, yeah, it's good in this case that this guy took the law in his own hands, but why is he the right guy? Right. To take the law, like, why? Who chose him? He's
2: clearly good at his job. We see that from the beginning. Yeah. But he's got a he's got a big mouth, and the mayor even points out like a, let's not have any of that like we had in the Fillmore district last you know, year or <laughs> yeah. whatever. I love those little. Oh man, when he goes when he goes. Damn it, Callahan, that's the mayor you're talking to. <laughs>
1: My God, I love stuff like that. I yeah. love it so much. I think, so we've seen so much of that stuff again, because there was one line in this movie, and everybody else that made their <laughs> crime movie is like, I gotta have some mayor that gets rebelled against. I gotta have a black police chief. I gotta have... Exactly, all that so stuff. So we've seen, you know, a zillion great movies like Action USA to. that have a like, God damn it, Jeffries. <laughs> You can't do that. Like, we've seen so many people that are just on the wrong side. The kind of the most quaint thing about Dirty Harry at this point is that there's a bunch of cops, other cops saying, like, stop doing these bad things or we'll run you out of the police right. department. <laughs> no way that is happening today. That's one thing that has changed crazily in 50 years. Every other cop would be there going, We have to keep this guy a secret so none uh-huh. of us get any blowback on this. So. But it does a great job of threading it, and the movie needs that threading. So it yeah. does it, it, it's making a statement, but not the statement that you think it's making at the start. I guess uh, John Milius was involved with mm. this film, and there's certain parts that you could really tell are John Milius' stuff that stayed in and what got cut, because he's not a guy that will uh, muddy the waters with political stances mm-hmm. in any of his movies. And so I like that we got this... It's a stupid term, but both sides. We yeah. saw how this worked in uh in real time. Too yeah. real sometimes.
2: A lot of real time stuff. Yeah, the the, the uh, bank robbery. The bank robbery. Listen, man. I, man. What a scene. Great. What scene. an amazing scene.
1: The shots on the the way this scene. So was problematic. Up, <laughs> so problematic. So gorgeous. So perfectly uh, the way yep. the shot of him from the front side in the diner, out through the oh God, out through to the bank, to the car. Mm -hmm. gorgeously framed shot. There are some shots in this movie, man.
2: It's a, yeah, when he comes out of the diner, there's a whole shootout, you know, we make sure that the bad guys shoot first so that he's justified in it. Uh And he's got his 44 Magnum that he just pulls out while he's still chewing his hot dog. (laughs) Yeah. Choose the hot dog through the well, entire look, scene. His
1: his hope was that he could uh, finish that hot dog before the bank robbery that he figured out was in progress. Yeah, he hoped he would have time to wolf it down before he had to do anything. Yeah, he didn't. Yeah, he was on his lunch break. He yeah. was. He didn't want to get involved. Yeah, but I love those shots, man. When that camera panned from the dude smoking in his car down, you know, all you see to set up this shot is a guy just sitting in his car smoking. Mm-hmm. And when it pans down, and there's like eight. 12 butts on the ground like this guy's been out there for a while with his car running and I love that yeah love that shit but yeah the bank robbery man the second anybody comes out holding a gun he does one halt and then he never identifies himself. As no, police. that's the crazy thing. He never <laughs> once in this movie, except in, except when he's getting the shit kicked out of him by homeless guys. Yeah. <laughs> says, I'm a cop. It's okay that I have the biggest gun you've ever seen in a public space. Yeah. He never once says like, police. It's just like, it's like he is looking for a reason. Yeah, to uh, they, to escalate these situations. Yeah, exactly. And he, again, that's He likes the, it. He likes this. This
2: bank robber scene I think really solidifies him as like he is a sociopath. Oh yeah. When he laughs after firing <laughs> the blank at the guy. Dude. We get our we get the first we get the first of many uh momentous classic Probably the, if not the phrases. famous
1: line, the most famous line yeah. in dirty harry lore. That you got to ask yourself Which one question? What's crazy to me that line's so famous, and we've heard it in you know, butchered and with words switched around. You know, it's just like a you know, Empire Strikes Back line how words get shifted, deliveries change. It's crazy how fast Eastwood goes through these lines,
2: yes, especially this first time in the bank robbery scene. He there is no dramatic pause. Uh-uh. There is no real emphasis on, you got to ask it. He just goes like, you got to ask yourself one question. Do I feel lucky? Well, do you punk? It's so fast. It's like, whoa.
1: Every impression ever done of that is filled with, so like, you got to ask yours. It's so yeah, <laughs> slowed, down. slowed down. And he just zips through it like it's, you know, everybody reading their lines and Clerks. Yeah.
2: we're <laughs> just it's, speed it, reading through them. It almost felt like adr Like, it, it looked like it was... I don't know. Yeah, I have recorded after kind of a could I don't be. know, it was a weird little moment. It was an yeah. outside scene. They could It was very surprising later, watching but... it. Yeah, cuz like you said, I always remember it as the cliché kind of Well, so, well, do you? Do
1: you? Ronald Reagan. <laughs> so Ronald Reagan. It's great. <laughs> I'm going to keep doing it. I, I don't it. care. I love it. never wanted to stop. I don't so care. So good. But yeah, we're all picturing Wasn't Ronald Robin Reagan Williams doing... doing his famous Ronald Reagan impression and also saying Eastwood like Everybody slows it down, adds the great commas. You hardly even get sentence breaks. Yeah. he just rifles through them. My favorite line of that whole scene is when the the shot bank robber decides that he's not feeling lucky, and when Clint Eastwood walks away, he goes, "Hey, I gots to know, I gots to know. Yeah, you need to know if you would have. But the sociopath behave when you know for sure, like, oh, this guy doesn't feel human things. Yeah. <laughs> He aims the gun at the guy's temple and just fires the empty, yep. the empty. Oh. And then chuckles and walks off.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's a cruel thing to do to even a bank robber, man. That's well,
2: psychopath. I'm starting to realize why this movie hasn't been remade in the last <laughs> decade. Because <laughs> I kept watching this movie going like, man, this was a successful like five movie series. Mm-hmm. We've seen remakes of Death Wish and right. the mechanic and all these Bronson things like this. It's like, why isn't there been a? But I think and that Bronson the is you have a cop
1: killing uh, without consequence? Maybe when Clint, maybe that doesn't play today. Yeah, maybe when Eastwood like finally kicks the bucket. Maybe it's because we didn't yeah. we didn't get a lot of Bronson remake stuff until after he died. I don't know if it's they're mm. trying to distance the association, which is stupid. But it is weird that this successful five film franchise has not been tapped. In our era of reboots, yeah, yeah, that we've been stuck
2: in, but then, yeah, you watch it and you see him the way he behaves, and just there's a lot of like violence against kids in this movie, a lot of a
1: lot of kid, kid and, violence, uh, a lot yeah,
2: of uh, it gets bleak, like it's it's this weird, like it's a fantasy, old west kind mm-hmm. of shoot 'em out fantasy in some scenes, and then it's just like bleak homicide procedural stuff,
1: like him getting sick when a 10 year old's head is just blowing yeah, through
2: yeah just like this guy starts targeting kids and
1: uh yeah, yeah it's like oh, man. the guy's already targeting minorities and, yeah. <laughs> and everything to start you know like and uh it's getting worse and then you know eastwood's this guy who really weirdly dances around whether he actually does hate minorities or not because <laughs> based on all the evidence of eastwood continually into his late 80s choosing roles where he's the cool guy saying slurs <laughs> <laughs> really easy to think like when I saw the mule three years ago at third Street and he's still the guy saying slurs it's like obvious <laughs> slur I yeah I've always wanted to watch that one it it's oh it's fine it's like, good enough but yeah he's the guy who's and there's something be, in Cry Macho even
2: about him and a young Latino boy or something, right?
1: He gets to... As you guys heard on our Gran Torino episode, we <laughs> well, like... He did do Eastwood. No, <laughs> he, uh, he always wants to be the dude who gets to be cool with, with minorities, but still gets to say it. Yeah. He wants to say it so bad. I don't know if you can trust
2: anything that Harry Callahan says. Harry Callahan is... Like is this guy is an enigma. You find out his wife has died... Button. Did it did she? I, yeah. I almost am like, I don't know. Maybe she just left him because he's a fucking psycho. Kept waiting
1: for some guy <laughs> to lean into someone and go, You know Callahan killed his fucking wife. Right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like Callahan's the, fucking the cliff booth going around yeah. where everybody in hush circles says, Yeah. You know what happened out <laughs> on that boat, right? <laughs> yeah. And but again, you say this movie couldn't be made today. One of the main things that it wouldn't be able uh, to be made today. Yeah. Is he would be undoubtedly the hero mm. in this story. We have a lot of like cop worship movies, and those are the kind of big budget cop movies that get made. And I think it would be it wouldn't be as murky as this movie brilliantly makes mm. it. Like uh, he is a conflicted guy, and yeah, he might actually be racist, but he's not. He also gets results. That's mm-hmm. that's the whole like. Well, it gets the results, but you guys don't want to do the. Take it as far as you need to take it to get those results. And I like what they do with that. You, they could have done a lot cheaper with what they did. Yeah. For a movie that is such a B movie, as you say, uh, and has a lot of B content, <laughs> gross, grisly stuff, uh, it manages to keep that that class through mm-hmm. its production and, and not bending on its story. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. And it is,
2: it's a really good movie, I, but I feel like it's a movie that I see differently now than I did when I was twenty. Of course, watching it, just being like, hey, "He's badass." Yeah, I and got now. This... I'm watching it just like. Obviously, there is supposed to be conflict there because yeah, he does at one point have the case thrown out because he's done all these illegal searches and yeah you know torturing the suspect is usually <laughs> frowned ap- even in 1971 was frowned couldn't, upon
1: couldn't grind your he- boot heel into a suspect but it's like yeah it's
2: like if it, it feels like he's uh obviously faces the consequences but the idea of how much is he willing to how much shit is he willing to go through to get yeah. what he needs to get the, is is the something that, that really the, the the idea of the dirty jobs? Yeah, like they call the him Dirty Can- Harry because he does the dirty jobs. He's, so they always have him on staff to do this stuff. Even after he blows <laughs> the bust of the guy, yeah. they're like, "You want to deliver this one?" At the end, gives like, an
1: immediate. Gig. He ruined the case. Yeah, he blew everything with his loose cannon ways. This guy got out free
2: because of what he did, and now the guy's got a bus full of children hostage. And you're like, Harry, you want it? You it's want yours. back on the gig, Harry? <laughs> no. Uh, that,
1: why would they the, do that? the The idea of employing a cop, like one of the Dirty Harry movies, is called the Enforcer, right? Yeah. Is that is that. The, that's probably the one I'm like least familiar with. There's Magnum Force. Yeah, Magnum Force is the second sudden one. Sudden Impact.
2: Maybe Lethal Enforcer or the maybe. Enforcer. Yeah, Deadpool. I think it's the Enforcer. I'm I'm least oh. familiar
1: with the Enforcer, but it kind of makes sense in that hockey teams all have enforcers who is this guy that exists on the roster who is only used for bad (laughs) yeah it's insane if a base like imagine if there was just a guy taking up a 25 man spot on a baseball team whose job was to just hit a guy exactly (laughs) that's nuts and so the enforcer harry callahan is a guy who the mayor knows by name as being a guy who fucks everything (laughs) up yes And yet he's kept on the the roster because when they need a guy to fuck something up, oh, he can turn to Dirty Harry Callahan. Mm -hmm. It's a pretty cool concept that is also terrifying. I know. I think that
2: was lost on me until watching it this last time. Well, back then. His place in that.
1: Knowing now that, yeah, his place in the guy who's kind of just being kept on to be used. For mm-hmm. shit that other people don't want to do. And his slow realization. Where at first he thinks he's in on the joke. Where everybody's like, you know why they call him Dirty Harry, right? And he kind of like, ha you know. like," And <laughs> right. then by the end it's just like, yeah, this is another shit job, I guess. <laughs> so, uh, gotta be me. Yeah. Like that realization that he's just being kept around because he's, you know, useful mm-hmm. for the dirty shit. Like, it's a cool way it plays out. And... Now, knowing that it's just like cops with full riot gear like tanks, like not really. It's it's a way different tone. So that's why I think it couldn't be made today is just because of how heavily funded and uh, no questions asked police departments are now. And the more the the more tension that ramps up in the chase to get Scorpio, all the red herrings are great. You think they have this guy like 15 minutes into the movie. Oh yeah, right. <laughs>
2: and, I like, know this, this he gets spotted on a rooftop
1: in like early. the third
2: scene, like pretty quickly. <laughs> well, oh that's the other. It's like this felt like it was such a cop positive movie because it's like the cops actually did their job, <laughs> they, right? They actually spotted this guy on the roof. Got this guy immediately, stopped him from shooting an innocent person. There's such a like innocent people are innocent. <laughs> They're in the park playing chess and swinging around on swings, and bad guys are bad guys. Yes. At night, bad alone. Guys, right. You know, the the opening scene where Callahan's like, when I see a guy with a butcher knife oh. and a boner, I, <laughs> I shoot the <laughs> sin of a bitch. Hey, like, how, how do you pun- prove intent, Callahan? Yeah, well, it's pretty cut and dry. Yeah. <laughs> There's no gray area in that. Yeah, this... <laughs> But then the, yeah, it's like so it begins like that and then it becomes so murky. Yeah. After we've gotten more of this Scorpio. It's almost like Scorpio is disrupting the whole force. Yeah, right. The whole way of life. The whole
1: way that the city works. Like they don't know what to do with this guy. Well, this was the movie becomes this battle between two sociopaths. <laughs> yeah. One that thinks he's doing the right thing and one that's relishing doing the bad thing. Totally. It's like these two are two absolute removed from society human beings except one guy is rightfully being shunned from society where the other is in a position of authority that he seemingly <laughs> will never lose Yeah, and it's this crazy battle of the of the psychopaths alright so you talk about real time here's a yeah, real yeah. time thing that I really noticed this time I watched the movie there was like four different moments where they're doing these huge scanning rooftop views and somebody goes there over there and there's no zoom in and so you have to play where's waldo it's like how the hell they're seeing anything you were just seeing 80 rooftops and a helicopter guy's like look down there there's a guy on that building and then you see from the helicopter guy's view i'm like what (laughs) how can you even see specific buildings in this view there was so much time spent just watching the
2: helicopter fly around (laughs) that i got to i got into my head like how does a helicopter work? Like I'm sitting here going like, what is what is the physics of this actually? We're
1: seeing so much helicopter you're thinking deeply about because this helicopter. there's
2: no dialogue. there's just two guys in a helicopter passing by other cops on roofs yeah and we see every cop on every roof in the city. <laughs> And it's just like do 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 do. And I'm like, yeah, what is going on with the blade there? He's just controlling it with a joystick. I don't. How does that work? Yeah, you turn it with a key. <laughs> yeah. I haven't really thought enough about yeah. helicopters. Yeah, and then finally it's like, there,
1: there, yeah, there, like right said. down there.
2: It's like, how long is it? How long have we been out? <laughs> I What's thought Scorpio
1: at this point. He seems that opening scene where he you know shoots that woman in a rooftop pool. Mm-hmm. He has a, the escape mapped out. He knows he's really quick with the disassembling the gun. Knows exactly where. This second rooftop scene really made me doubt the level of quality we're dealing here with Scorpio. Because that helicopter is approaching for like five minutes. <laughs> exactly, It's all the way in the back getting bigger and
2: bigger and bigger. Just slowly, slowly getting bigger and bigger as he's just pointing
1: his gun unaware. Can you imagine just being like, all right, well, we're going to keep the camera at this building and you just make your way towards us. <laughs> Take
2: your time. Take your
1: time. And Scorpio keeps looking back over his shoulder. Like, if I was shooting, like, a people from the—like, a parade from rooftops, you know— Helicopters would be first on my list of like, keep an eye out for the one thing that can be right above you, but close enough to see you. Good thing it's really loud, so you know it's coming. Yeah. Luckily, sir, you will hear it from literal miles away. (laughs) If one is approaching and you're about to start a podcast, you'll have to wait to record Mm -hmm. because it will show up, sir. Right. If you're shooting people from a roof, you should be... This guy had such a... He just wants to kill someone. He was
2: zeroed in. On that, he guy found eating, not only e- a black guy, cream.
1: but a gay black man. Yeah. There, there, it, there it, it's like, There is some, all right. One little thing I like, whether this was intentional or not. I love how at first I was like, "All right, Scorpio is really following this guy for a long time. When he, he hasn't even have a time, he hasn't even assembled his gun." I love the fact that it's almost like he noticed he was eating ice cream and he's like, well, I have at least six minutes for that cone to, to last so I can uh, drag this out a little bit longer. I do like,
2: though, in real time, he loses the guy behind a tree yeah. for a minute. Yeah, and is like searching around, he and like is pa- going I to other panicked Scorpio looks, searching for that guy. And he's like, "Ah, the plan's not working." And well, then he finally finds me, and it's like, Doo, do, 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 do. <laughs> "Okay, it's back up." All, right, all right, all right, all
1: right. <laughs> he's still eating ice. cream. I mean, it does let you in on at least like <laughs> it's not an accident that this is a gay black man. Yeah, he got upset the second he thought he lost that specific target. That was a park with thirty different people in there. Right, right. Some of them, uh, literally sitting doing nothing. Just waiting. I to wonder get. if I wonder if
2: those people knew they were in a
1: movie. <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> yeah. You know, like,
2: sometimes, right. Like, did they just have a guy follow a guy with a camera, and then we'll we'll put it together? Yeah. Did
1: everybody and, in the conversation know that Gene Hackman was <laughs> recording those two people walking around uh, exactly. the park? You oh, know, definitely not. No way, right? Oh, no. And uh, yeah, we once they're on to the Scorpio. Fifteen minutes into this movie, you think, oh, great, they, they got, got this guy down.
2: Yeah. They got the. He never changes his clothes. They got the clothes right from the beginning. Yeah,
1: they have the perfect description of him. They immediately know which rooftops he's targeting. Mm-hmm. He's told them which kind of people he's going to target next. Like yeah. he immediately gives them everything, and then we get about thirty minutes of Dirty Harry, uh, being a peeping tom on various <laughs> naked women in San Francisco, just doing a few other like side quests <laughs> before he gets there. Yeah, yeah I know. I, we the like I said, the movie keeps you think Scorpio is busted. Like, right in the beginning. And the red herrings are all so good because they all have these very long chases that end with these fizzles.
2: Total fizzle. Yeah. Right. They think they've got him. They see a guy with a suitcase. Turns out to be a totally not white guy. So, yeah. But he keeps watch. I, you know, he is a little peeping Tom there in he that is, scene. It, he, he knew this was not his guy. And he's like, let's see where this goes.
1: I think it's important. Yeah, It seems silly that he's that he's peeping on hot Mary. He does boyfriend. it later too in the apartment. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. It shows you that this guy's not He's a so good dirty. guy. Good guys are, uh, you know, Boy Scouts aren't the ones watching a woman set up a very interesting seeming menage à trois. I was, uh, yeah. We could have watched <laughs> a little back more to of that. that. Yeah. Harry, come on. It's cool we that got only been more a little in real bit. Time. Yeah, I, don't, I got <laughs> enough of Hot Mary. I want to see where this woman's taking exactly. this scene. There was like a great, like, comedic bit. I have no idea where that seam is going. So the woman that he's spying on comes out in her underwear. She shakes her head, then comes out naked. Yes. I love the fact that she's like, it's that old like. uh, like, No, this isn't right. You know, (laughs) and she she broke rule number one of the orgy. You don't just show up naked. The people,
2: when she opens the door, you see the two very fully clothed people. Yeah. They were surprised.
1: You can't Those show up the orgy naked. Shocked. You let the nudity happen. And they are like, okay, I guess we can come in. She, and- she was just the thought process of this woman with no name going through the like, all right, I've never set up one of these menage a trois before. Do I, am I just fully naked the second the door opens? She's bad at it. She's never done this before. Oh, she's definitely never done it's it before. Great- she didn't know whether to dress
2: or not dress. <laughs> yeah.
1: She's looking at the like little, little bedroom setup story. like, ah, oh,
2: this isn't going to work. Yeah,
1: I love it. Yeah, I love it. And I love that they show Harry... Fully distracted and immersed, just like, well, Jesus, what's going to happen next? <laughs> He's like following them from room to room, wanting to know what happens. That's a great way to reintroduce Scorpio. Yeah. Is this bad <laughs> pervert cop checking out naked chicks? It got got his ass beat by a bunch of homeless dudes. Oh yeah, for peeping too long. He could have been. They he were knew fuck immediately, him like you said, this isn't my guy. This guy just unloaded that suitcase that had nothing clothes in, it, in clothes and a package. Yeah. This is not my guy. He's the one that chose to stand up a little more on the tippy toes mm-hmm. on that trash can. And then he got his ass beat by like seven seven winos for it. Deservedly so.
2: But his partner comes through, gets him out of there. Yeah. It's a good it's a good development of the partnership, yeah. which then kind of just fizzles halfway through when his partner gets shot the up. partner gets never cut in half again. by a
1: submachine gun. And one line later, they go, yeah, he's doing pretty good.
2: The, no, yeah, we, we just get, heard back from the doctors he's gonna be alright he comes back for a pretty important
1: <laughs> scene which is the first time Harry's ever actually thought about the concept of quitting this life mm-hmm. at first Chico oh, yeah, was yeah, made yeah. fun of for being a sociology major you know oh that'll get you far that kind of thing and then when he's the guy after getting shot up going you know I've been thinking about it and I have other options mm-hmm. than being a cop and carries Dirty Harry's almost just like what? <laughs> like it hadn't crossed his mind that there are other professions out there than than just shooting people with a forty four. Oh right, he does
2: that so many times in this movie that uh,
1: huh? Yeah, what are you talking about? It makes more sense in the in all the movies he made where he's reacting to an animal sidekick, yes. but when he's reacting oh, to yeah. people by just going like huh, like confused by their movements, that's and again, true. that's what makes him seem like a sociopath. Like he. He never nail, quite nails how to deal with people. I'm just uh, realizing we did talk about him and yeah, in uh, the oh William we did Smith any episode. which way you can. Huh? Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He of was course, our, that was
2: our first Eastwood. There you go. It's on our William Smith tribute. That's so. funny. It is great. Uh, wow. But yeah, he's he's acting like everyone around him is a monkey in this movie at times. He nothing. Yeah. Every anyone says makes sense. The, even in the very beginning, the mayor's like, "Well, let's have it." He's like, "Yeah, let's have what we the, get." Everything, what are you talking about.
1: I think a lot of the real time s- dialogue has to happen because everybody's got to like puppet show explain why <laughs> his like no his like search with no warrant his assault <laughs> and, like why it gets cases thrown out like they have to explain detail and he's every like what are you talking about he's like okay Harry I'm not sure what more I can say yeah. to explain to you all the other ways that this case will get thrown out due to bad procedure. You stepped on a man's gun wound with your boot <laughs> heel while he was saying, like,
0: I need a lawyer!
1: Exactly, like, yeah. Like, this thing
2: goes bad for us Wait, in, in when court. The, yeah, the, the chief's like, certainly you've heard of Miranda, the Fourth <laughs> Amendment, and he's just like, huh? What? Yeah. <laughs> huh?
1: Since when is this part of the job? So, where I think things... so This movie could have gotten really lost. In the time that they you know, they kept teasing us that Scorpio was gonna get caught, it had to get paid off when we finally got real Scorpio mm. interactions, right? Yeah, yeah. And I think finally, once they showed uh, a little bit of uh, Dirty Harry's other side and his other <laughs> you know, the his methods, right? Once Scorpio gets him on that wild goose chase, oh yeah, through San Francisco, the realism really picks up, and once they finally get to their actual man to man confrontation. That's some lunatic shit right there. Mm-hmm. Andrew Robinson's performance in this, I love. He
2: takes this movie over honestly halfway yes. through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I said, we yeah about a, almost an hour in, maybe about an hour in, we get that great running through San Francisco yeah. in real time, sitting yeah. on the train through two stops <laughs> before we get to our destination. <laughs> uh, okay, I guess we're not stopping here. Keep He's going, traversing keep going. the city. In and, real time. Yeah, him having uh, the, the great little interactions of, like, the thugs who want to rob him in the tunnel, so he beats <laughs> the shit out of them real <laughs> yeah. real quick,
1: though, no, ke- real quick. He keeps getting stopped. They make it sound like, <laughs> do you know, I've been going to shows. That city is crawling with people at night, Yeah, apparently. man, I've been going to shows in SF for... Half of my life, right? I've walked around some weird neighborhoods at night. I can count on like two hands how many people I've come up that have asked me more than two questions. Well sure. In SF. And Harry runs into about seven different groups of people <laughs> that all want his time and they, energy. They either want to rob him or they want to fuck him. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Those are the two options.
1: He's getting mugged or man, he's getting, some he's getting interest- mugged or he's
2: getting blown. One of the two. Yeah. And he, he declines both politely. With his gun. It's and, polite for him, right? Yeah. For him? <laughs> yes. Dirty <laughs> yes. Harry levels of polite. The fact polite. that he didn't just blow those three punks away real quick instead yeah. of giving them a chance to run away. Yeah.
1: I, I also do like, for as much of a shithead as he is, I like that he, because Chico came in ready to ready to fuck up those homeless guys when he yeah, was yeah. peeping on Hot Mary. Oh,
2: he was ready to do some paperwork. And Clint really did the like, no, no, no. <laughs> These
1: guys are cool. Just don't ask them any more questions. Yeah,
2: don't ask them why they attacked me at first.
1: <laughs> it was a misunderstanding. I don't think anything more needs to be said about this. Right. Like So we, oh, we're good, so we we're know good. he's like a shit. Just a couple of good guys watching out for the neighborhood. Yeah. But damn, dude. after I think there's a cool Scorpio character development where he kind of does seem like an idiot. And these phone calls with Clint really bring back his power. Because mm. he does not mess around. On these calls, he is down to like, you need to be there this time, pick up the phone by the fourth ring and like follows through on his. Yeah. Uh, this is a man who doesn't sound like he's bluffing. He sounds smart. He totally. sounds like he has figured out things when he comes face to face with Clint and does, you know. Yeah, really get up right next to that cross. I want your mouth on he that gets him, cross. Yeah, he right?
2: gets him in this first their first encounter. <sighs> yeah, Scorpio he owns him every step. That well, they have a shootout earlier, but it's rooftop to rooftop. But yeah, when they get up close, rooftop
1: rooftop shootouts crazy, and the and yeah. the chase through all that with. But again, that's making Scorpio seem like oh yeah, this guy's bound. He's gonna get nailed. This is gonna be a forty-five minute movie. Mm-hmm. Like he, this guy is not gonna last. And the smarts and the the fact that you could tell this is a thought out. Smart plan. He's thought of every move Harry can make. And once you get that reveal, and once you see Harry, realize it. Realize that the situation's gone to shit. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, this is he, a guy who's just killing. He went in hoping to blow this guy away like he's a dumb idiot punk, right? That didn't think this through. Mm-hmm. And the second he puts that gun down, you can tell already, like, this guy is better at this <laughs> than I was anticipating. And now it becomes just about hanging on to find the girl. Right. The threats to that girl, which Harry thinks is already dead. Harry is so unfeeling. If you want a sociopath moment, when they get a girl's tooth mailed to the police office, yeah, right, telling them exactly how this girl is going to be tortured to death if they don't get money to him in a set amount of time, and Harry just goes, you know that girl's already dead, right? <laughs> like, Jesus, Callahan, yeah. Yeah. keep something to yourself, right? <laughs> let, let everybody not, let everybody guess. Instead of just telling him outright right. how much of a he's how much a, of a psycho. He's he a was. bit of a glass half empty kind of a fella. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh Scorpio's scene, man. This scene is an Andrew Robinson masterclass of this guy's a psycho. Mm-hmm. The way he can make his voice basically become the phone call from Black Christmas at the totally. drop of a hat, he this guy is not vibe. there.
2: He has that same vibe. Yeah, the yeah, the thing I saw was Eastwood uh, liked him for his unnerving.
1: Unnerving is a
2: very good uh, and very yeah, good way of putting it. When you're it. seeing him, just it's almost like watching, you know, just a, yeah, like you said, an animal just kind of unleashed.
1: Dude, his eyes are yeah. the craziest eyes. Yeah, he's got but the crazy eyes. This is a man. This is an at this point he's had an incredible career. Like he's at it. You said uh, what? Hellraiser. Yeah, he's probably yeah most known. In no, the, he was in. For Hellraiser. He had like a. He was like a popular dude on one of the Star Trek series. He's a Deep oh, Space sure. Nine guy. There you go, Garrick. That was like a that's a popular character. So he's got like an established sci-fi character, multi seasons, soap opera star, multi season on so, Like this guy's had a huge career. The first time I saw Dirty Harry, I thought this was like an untrained. Psycho, <laughs> they, they just found on the street. You know, I probably saw it when I was 18, yeah, in you know, Marco's it's film a, class. It feels too real, yeah. <laughs> and exactly. this guy is so like any other movie performance I had seen up to that time in my life that, I, and he's so just hideous. Like you said, his rubbery face, he can make such ugly expressions. And yeah. I'm like this guy, this guy never got a gig in his life. There's no way a guy this good at portraying a an absolute lunatic is gonna. <laughs> It's incredible. The guy's had right. a great career. Probably the nicest guy you've ever met. Yeah, he's probably a totally sweetheart. Normal, no, dude. Yeah, that's what the stories are like, that he's an actor. In real life, he's a pacifist. He'd never fired sure. a gun. He had to have extensive training because he kept flinching because he didn't know how to fire a gun. In the movie, he's just cutting up cops with a submachine gun oh, yeah. and laughing about it, man. Yeah. He comes off the- unnerving, is a great way to put it. When he starts putting the boots <laughs> to Callahan, man. <laughs> yeah. When he is grinding his boot heel into his chest. And in control in every way in that situation. Telling him, reach your your right hand up one more time. Just like, do it. Like, that girl is dead. He has no problem if he kills Harry Callahan or not, Mm -hmm. right? It does lead to, that scene gives us our great, one of the greatest screams (laughs) in movie history, man. Yeah, when Callahan finally gets the knife into. Oh, yeah, he had a knife in his boot, right?
2: uh, Yeah, the Scorpio's leg.
1: He, he gets the best every inch of that bl- switchblade into Scorpio's leg. And Scorpio, wearing a full ski mask, his mouth and his eyeballs filled up every inch <laughs> that, was av- that was in view of the ski mask. Like, you don't see any skin. <laughs> you yeah. just see mouth hole and eyeball. <laughs> and he lets out this, like, <gasps> <laughs> that just grows in octave as his, which... Looks like it hurt. If I took a full blade to any part of my body without expecting a blade Ooh. going into my body, Ooh. the noises that I assume I will make. Yeah, right. I got the chance to see this movie in, in the theater recently, and the crowd was like laughing during this guy's reaction. It's like, man, any of us would make the most embarrassing sounds <laughs> if any of this happened to us. Probably,
2: probably just laughing to cover how uncomfortable they were watching this dude be total <sighs> psychopath. And, yeah, then he finally limps away. We get them on the oh, hunt. the chase. From,
1: from there, it's a full-on chase,
2: Then man. it's a full-on chase. We get... Uh, they finally grab him at Keyser Stadium. Keys are,
1: oh, let me say, Which? Andrew Robinson's... His leg injury, that stays with him the whole movie. Yeah. This man is peg-legged it to that. for the next 45 minutes of the hour. His... Run with that bad leg where he's just limp hopping. Yeah. When he gets chased into Keysar, because where I guess he lives because he's on the grounds crew mm-hmm. at Kezar. uh still there, by the way, near Amoeba Records. Oh, yeah. Right around yeah, the yeah, corner. Yeah. Doesn't have the full second uh, tier of seats anymore, but that right. bowl of Keysar is still there. And, uh, but when he is hopping on one leg down the full rows of stairs at Keysar, that's some selling, baby. Yeah. He's selling that knee injury. He is that injury looks like a man that got stabbed in the leg, right? It's so good. That's when the movie feels
2: like it really starts going insane. Yeah. To man. me. When they Unhinged. when they're on that football field, you get this like pull out uh Dolly shot, yeah. of him screaming, and it's like things just start getting so weird this is crazy. in this movie.
1: When Callahan, when that, when the fat dude that Callahan works with hits all the lights on yeah. Kizar and that great overhead shot of Callahan staring down the killer. I also love the immediate Scorpio turn into being the heel who has just done the worst shit in the world, and immediately he's on the his knees, being like. You wouldn't hit a guy with glasses. Like, <laughs> I, have I. right. Yeah, I love the chicken shit heel. Is a, yeah, yeah. There's a reason it's one of my favorite wrestling characters. It is no different movie. And you do not get any more chicken shit than Scorpio. <laughs> this guy is the meanest motherfucker in the city for the first hour of this movie. And the second he's about to face any kind of comeuppance, it is this blubbering. Shameful, yeah. like, you can't do this. <laughs> like, this dude shot a kid, and he's immediately doing the like one arm behind the back, like, no. Uh-huh, <laughs> uh-huh. I love it. The shamelessness of it all. It is incredible. Right. I don't think there's a lot of actors that would want to look that uncool <laughs> on yeah. camera. As much as a just a guy. He needed to be a guy that you sadly want to see shot. Oh, 100%. You want everybody Definitely. in the audience to see Scorpio just get the worst death. And again, this is the kind of movie that Michael uh, Hannock would make that would then say, Who is the real villain? Mm-hmm. You who wants this violence? Or the. Mi- it's like, obviously, it's the guy that killed a 10 year old kid. Right. But right. putting us in that mindset of, like, oh, yeah, this guy wants that. So that when he's making his pleas, that, like, you have to. Like, you have to read my rights, you have to take me in. I want a lawyer. I know how this works. Like, you know he's right.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: Harry knows he's technically right. The best kind of right. <laughs> the only kind of right it matters in the in the legal system. Yeah. And that overhead shot as Harry just keeps digging his boot heel into the uh you know, the leg wound. And the true statement of like, if I wanted you dead, <laughs> you know, you would be dead. Mm. This is a man who wants to torture this guy. With good reason, sure. Yeah. But we can't just choose who gets to torture guys. The movie makes us... (laughs) I love the movie making the argument for why Scorpio is technically correct here. Because it's one of those things where sometimes in life, we just got to eat shit. (laughs) Like, it sucks. Well, if
2: you break every rule in the goddamn book, I guess, yeah. You got to have some consequences at some point.
1: None of us like eating shit. It sucks. (laughs) It sucks. And sometimes... That thing, that pill you gotta swallow, where you have to realize you're licked Mm -hmm. in a situation, and Harry's the guy that hates more than anyone to swallow that pill. So yeah, when Scorpio gets out, and then we follow Scorpio
2: for quite a bit, or Harry follows Scorpio for quite a bit. Yeah, the case is over because Harry blew it. It's funny by stomping on his. It's this weird moment, like an hour fifteen into the movie, you're like. Where's this going, exactly?
1: Yeah, what are they doing with this?
2: Because uh, they didn't, yeah, they, I feel like there was this whole kind of subplot that they get into that, I'm not sure if that part pays off for me, where he hires a guy to beat the shit out of him. Scorpio does.
1: That is one of the most weird to To frame movie,
2: Harry Callahan as as saying, you know, he did this to me. And then they're like, Harry, I think, Harry you want the gig chasing yeah, after Yeah, exactly.
1: Him? It doesn't really pay off on the procedural side of things. It Really adds to the mindset of Scorpio. First off, though. That's true. Now, uh, early in the movie when Harry kind of took a little bit of shrapnel after uh, Mm. murdering four criminals and and eight young expectant mothers during a bank heist. (laughs) While chewing on his hot dog. (laughs) While chewing his hot dog. Causing like an eight car pile up. Yeah. Nothing but death (laughs) to take out these four dudes. And uh, the doctor's going to cut through his pants to get to his wounds and he. And he's like, I can pull him off. Mm-hmm. He goes, you know, for twenty nine and fifty, I'll pull him off. That's like, that's like a two hundred dollar pair of pants today. Okay, the expensive yeah. pair of pants. So I get expensive not wanting enough to, for Harry Callahan. Yeah, I, two. If I had a two hundred dollar pair of pants that I could salvage, I could see not wanting to just scissor him up the side, right? Yeah, yeah. But then later on, Andrew Robinson pays some mysterious black dude two hundred dollars to beat the shit out of him. Is that the going rate? I don't like $1,500, like... Couldn't he have gotten those homeless guys to do the job for like a, a snifter of brandy? No, this guy was clearly a professional
2: shit beater out of yeah, that guy.
1: That's why Like there's... he
2: was like pinpointing those hits to get the maximum bruise and rib breakage that you would get.
1: <gasps> Let me tell you, man, like, I would want a movie precise detailing every part of their I about relationship. Yeah. I want to know about that guy. I want to know how Scorpio knows that guy. I wanna know how he seems to I wanna know more. Yeah, that's the people I want more real time of show me him setting that call up (laughs) when Harry's now because the case is over Harry blew it Scorpio killers gotten off scotch free because of procedurals and so now Harry's taking every waking moment of his free time to follow Scorpio and Scorpio knows it Mm -hmm. and so I think him getting the shit beat out of him is the way to like get Harry off his back. Clearly, he's, yeah, he, he, he tr- he's trying to frame him and, and
2: get him yeah away
1: from But him. it creates so many questions for me. Scorpio walks to this unincorporated part of San Francisco that I'm sure is like a super chic condo <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, area right down, uh, down a. Yeah, everything you see in this movie that's like seemingly
2: undeveloped land is now a hospital.
1: Yeah, man. It's yeah. huge. Yeah, and, or,
2: or a 15-story parking garage next to it.
1: Yeah, and uh, Robinson walks... Deep into this guy's cave. This guy lives in like an uninhabited building, but he seems. But if also, he's charging. That might just be his place where he beats the shit where he out of people. Bit, yeah. Their, their exchange is so weird where he's like, You sure you want the full 200? It's like, This guy has scales? Yeah. Does, oh, he, yeah. does he have
2: terms of service at different price points? 10 will get you a black guy, 20 will get you two, I guess. Yeah.
1: I knew from experience that there's ways to discuss rates and actions with prostitutes Mm -hmm. I had no idea that there's men where it's like yes they provide you a magic marker where you circle the parts of your body where you'd like the beatings constantly like who are these guys that set up beatings I
2: got to assume that he found this guy in a North Beach, like, bondage club or something. And it the guy like he... whips people for a living. And he's probably like, do you do work on the side? It... Do you ever moonlight as a
1: professional shit beater out? From their brief <laughs> uh, dialogue, it really sounds like you had to have a list of recommendations. Yeah. But, like, you had to have some references to get in to see this guy. Oh, sure. Right, right, right. Yeah. Is he <laughs> yeah available
2: for like you? He... He's, he's probably got 10 yeah, of those guys lined guy... up.
1: I don't totally understand the guys like uh, the guy really changes his tone midway through this beating mm-hmm. and because he know if he knows what a two hundred dollar beating looks like he seems gleeful at the uh, at his prospects of dishing out a good beating yeah and then a minute good into money. the beating he's like getting kind of sick of it and then he gets outright hostile to Andrew Robinson like. Man, you didn't even give him the full two hundred dollars. Like well, I love- shouldn't you be professionally doing your job here, sir? I love where he's like, You sure you want the rest
2: of it? And then he gives him like two more kicks to the gut. <laughs> yeah. Like that was that was
1: it? That was it? Was- Would you get him up to like one eighty five? Yeah. And I was like, that's what I'm saying. It's like, seems like this guy knows exactly what a $200 <laughs> beating looks like. And then at the end, by the end of it, he's just like, Jesus, I didn't think I'd actually have to go the full 200 I still got to kick you two more times. Uh, yeah, yeah. Great, uh, great Andrew Robinson throughout. Also, the shots looked devastating. Oh. That black dude landed like a left to the body that I, looked like rib breaking. <laughs> like, I don't know how God. they did that stuff. Those didn't.
2: Because we have recently seen some movies where they don't land punches very well. Yeah, so they when leave you some can do light it, in
1: between their punches.
2: You when know, you can do it so convincing, it's like, is that a dummy? Are they just is he just punching a,
1: a dummy? I think that's the Eastwood effect. I always tell the yeah. story about the, the woman sitting in front of me during Million Dollar Baby, where I kid you not, every punch of the movie a movie about boxing. Yeah, every punch she would go,
2: Jesus. <laughs> 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 not just like, like a recoil from not just it, like a, uh, or, yeah. ooh, just like a Jesus, Jesus.
1: She has dropped, dropped the Lord's name all throughout that friendship. I did not see that coming in a boxing. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know it would be like this. Ooh, the, she's a fan of the sweet science. She likes the footwork. Oh, she doesn't absolutely. go in for these brutes. You yeah. know, she likes the little yeah. She likes the duck and weaving. <laughs> but as I found myself recoiling from this guy's shots and out loud said, "Jesus." I'm like, oh, here we go. Yeah, <laughs> I get it now. But these shots, man, and his face you talk about a rubber face, man. This guy looked like sloth. Yes, after, yeah. after just about probably we had probably barely even he looked like a Picasso a... afterwards. Yeah. I think if I were paying for that beating, I think by like afterwards, I would have been pissed because I was like, you know what, I think it would have been cool with like 75. <laughs> I think I just threw away one. Exactly. I think I outbid myself. I was only bidding against myself. That's I think. What, set- yeah,
2: that's what's so weird about the guy delivering the beatings. It's like you got the money already, man. Like, yeah. Don't talk yourself out of an extra twenty <laughs> don't bucks. Tell, yeah. There. Don't talk
1: yourself about that extra twenty. <laughs> but because by the halfway point of this beating, it's like, oh no, this is probably far enough. This is probably good enough. No, he wants His face every dollar of it. rearranged in that fight, and uh, I love this. This. Real piece of shit. Immediately, I love the crybaby to the local news. He had yeah. the, it's. I love how scripted it sounded. I love how, as a matter of fact, I do know the officer that did this. <laughs> what, what a slime ball, man. Yeah. So good. The guy that's everybody else seeing this is believing every word he says, other than Harry just gritting those teeth, just like knowing that he got got. Yeah, right. But yeah, after that, it's just like, where can this go? Where is this movie heading, right? And uh, I like these blurred lines. It gets ridiculous. The whole bus scene gets yeah. insane. What's, yeah. the, what's the score? What's the sc- by the the, honestly,
2: by the end, it feels like a fantasy. Like like Harry's having some sort of fever dream where he just magically shows up where the bus is going up uh, in Sir Francis Drake Boulevard in the North Bay. Like he just knew that's where the bus is going. Drops down, we suddenly get this almost like Dude.
1: It's so silly. Out, it's great, out of but outrageous it's outrageous so
2: silly. action, like Indiana Jones style action uh and
1: sequence. Andrew Robinson is somehow the guy acting like and talking like an absolute cartoon character throughout this. <laughs> yeah. But Eastwood seems so cartoon man, when they cut to him standing on top of a bridge, like he knew they would take the second exit past Larkspur to get to the J like It's literally like a Batman moment
2: or like a a superhero just like – how did he fly across the bay <laughs> to beat this bus that was already on the br- on the other side of the bridge? This
1: movie that spends so much time establishing exactly how many minutes it takes to get to various <laughs> point A's to point yes. B's of San Francisco, suddenly Harry Callahan is in North Marin <laughs> like standing on a bridge. Yeah. Like Barty's going like, "Honestly, even if he knew where he was, I don't even know how he got up on that bridge." right bridge seemed very inaccessible but <laughs> <laughs> i know <it's, laughs> like, that's old lumber like uh, well, how long was he waiting out there is he just like has he been kicking it for 2 days just like waiting for andrew robinson right. to hijack a bus for
2: for a movie that literally makes us watch him ascend in the ch- the cherry picker scene with the suicide guy <laughs> i would trooper. like checked my watch i was like <laughs> what i don't have a watch but i checked it it's like <laughs> From below and then the guy's up on the top of the roof, and then you see Harry's head slowly <laughs> yeah. come into the bottom of the picture.
1: Quaff pops like a, hold into
2: Hold on, hold on, real quick. Cool. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Squares so, it up because like lowers it a juice? little like any more juice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> then suddenly yeah, he's able to transport Jason Voorhees style <laughs> to Marin <laughs> to jump on this bus like he's Indiana Jones. Eastwood feels like that guy who's like,
1: who uh Method acts really dumb shit. And so he's just like, I want to show the people that I really know how to operate a cherry picker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I want to make sure I see myself doing the lever down. and then Yeah, he locks lock in it. the gate on it really well, <laughs> secures the latch, types in the right, you know, hits the. He's like, no, no, no. People are going to really want to make sure that signals. I know and how to do this. Thing. Yeah. Like, I'm surprised it didn't have him taking apart and cleaning his gun in oh, real total, time. Right. Like, but yeah, that shit cheer- my God, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so, to go
2: from that to then suddenly
1: just like, I'm on the bridge. It is weird that we get this grisly beating, like a pretty sick beating, with yeah. these to 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 Scorpio, and you think, oh great, that's it. You think that's how like this guy's gonna skate and and uh, Harry's gonna take it into his own hands. This guy's gonna get off scot free, and he would have. Except apparently, this guy is just the next day after coming up with the perfect alibi. That's what I mean uh, to get out of all of these murders. Yeah, and probably get a settlement from the city. The guy just can't help but steal a bus full of kids. He just likes killing, and he being, just he likes, likes being a bad boy. Yeah, that's the part. And of- and Harry, that's what that's so silly. Where Harry does bring that up is like he's gonna do it again. You know, he likes it. And the very next day, the guys, they practically show him just, like, viewing these kids as, like, little cartoon turkey legs. (laughs) Just like, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Like, like, oh, I guess he's right. He really does like it. He he got away with the crime of the century, and immediately he's just like, (laughs) 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 like, let your injuries heal, man. Wait until you can walk again, at least. He's limping through Union Square, you know?
2: Exactly. Well, that's what I mean. It's like he goes to the press and it's like,
1: Harry Callahan did
2: this to me, and then, like. Five minutes later in the movie, they're like, he's got a bus full of kids. Harry, <laughs> yeah, you want it? It's the in? same guy. <laughs> you want it, Harry? You mean the guy he just accused of beating the shit out of like, <laughs> It only would have been better as if
1: he's like at his press conference of getting out of the hospital and just grabbed a hostage. Exactly. He's exactly. like, I got
0: it.
2: <laughs> I tricked you guys. It's a quicker yeah, turn than like the Penguin in Batman Returns. <laughs> yeah. Just being like, ah, fuck it. Yeah, I'm a bad yeah, guy. Yeah, I'm a bad guy. All right. <laughs> What like else this? can i going to be? Uh, the,
0: I'm so, not
1: the mayor, quote unquote. <laughs> <laughs> the cartoonishness of Harry, you know, staring at And also Andrew Robinson perfectly seeing him from like two blocks away is like a, what? <laughs> yeah. But Robinson on the bus is primo. Oh. The way he's talking to the kids and eventually slaps the shit out of a fat kid. Yeah. Belts that boy. <laughs> and the But the way he talks to the bus driver, oh my lord. It's scary. He is scary. The way yeah. he leans in close and really wedges that gun right up under a rib cage, my god. Mm-hmm. The shot, one of the best shots in the movie, this is a great bit, is when he's psychotically leading the kids in a endless version of like row 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 your boat right the
2: kids start (laughs) figuring out something's up with this random man
1: but at first when the the kids are just happily singing when the bus inspector (laughs) shows up the crazy eyed limping bus inspector (laughs) right the shot of all the kids just like on a field trip and then the shot of the bus driver just pissing her pants while driving this bus like oh yeah that's the real stuff. Mm-hmm. But the terror on her face while this psycho is leading them down this bus ride to hell. Yeah, she's and really good. As the kids, more and more kids are like figuring all this out, figuring out that this guy's wrong. And once he drops the mask and is just like, these kids aren't going to shut up. I'm going to start shooting or punching these kids. Yeah, yeah. Really just kicking these kids he st- around. He man. starts
2: giving them the, yeah, threatening their, I'm
1: going to murder I'm gonna, your mothers. and murder, murder all your singing. mothers. Yeah. <laughs> Oh so, man! Oh my yeah, God, he's so His, unhinged. He go yeah when he so goes crazy. from like in control of a situation to immediately just like you're all gonna die. Like <laughs> all right, well he he dropped all pretenses right when he realized the
2: jig was up. <laughs> no, the right lane, the right lane. <laughs> just honor about taking that correct Larkspur exit. Yeah,
1: the specific exit. <laughs> Worst luck of this guy's life, Harry. Worst coming. luck of Scorpio's life. Yeah, Harry jumping on the bus to drive. There are sillier moments in future dirty harry movies oh, for sure. Uh but him suddenly becoming like the T800. Yeah. And like jumping onto a bus rack like m- with his mercury spikes digging into the uh yeah. <laughs> bus roof while none of Scorpio's shots managed to tear him apart. Yeah. It's crazy. Getting thrown
2: lovingly into a blanket <laughs> of sand. <laughs> this is little the, pile of sand that he
1: gets to fall into—it does give us our great like quarry chase. Yeah, the quarry chase is really cool. I'm a sucker for that. You can give me the worst, uh, the worst kind of cop movie. There's this John Wayne movie set in Seattle where it was mm. end of career uh, John Wayne called McQ. Okay, it was like a mid '70s movie. Sounds and good. John Wayne was another original choice for Harry Callahan. Oh sure. Yeah, he was, he was that would make not sense. Eastwood. It was like yeah, yeah. the heavies that you were picturing. But yeah, McHugh was like mid-70s Wayne, so he was an older guy. And it was that classic old guy who's still somehow the best cop, even though he's got a little boiler now. <laughs> right. and watching John Wayne run up the deep-ass hills of Seattle mm. is brutal. Yeah, yeah, But it ends with a chase at a quarry scene, which is always awesome. I think it so, wasn't
2: it uh, Blood Games we did recently that had a cool like quarry. Yes, at the end so uh-huh. I was getting a big Blood Games vibe. Cool, watching watching him cool. go up the ramp
1: and yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Going, going up back the conveyor. And forth. Yeah, it's great, man. It's really great seeing. Scorpio limping his way up these ladders and stairs, run up through quarry, watching Eastwood. These guys are firing endless rounds. There's quarry oh, employees that all get to go like, hey, you're not supposed to be here. <laughs> and uh, love that shit. And yeah. Random boy fishing in the quarry lake Oof. by himself. Eastwood had no problems winging a bullet right over a little bull cut fishing boy's head. Oh, yeah. This guy, uh, he gets results, but at what cost? You know? <laughs> Is the cop doing the right thing really so different than the killer? It's a pretty heavy handed message, but Andrew Robinson during the final scene, I think keeps it that level of, man, when he holds that kid with no second thoughts, Mm -hmm. that was his goal. He came running out of the quarry. Seeing a little kid standing there fishing that doesn't seem to know there's a gunfight chase going on <laughs> is like, <Yeah>. cha-ching. <laughs> exactly. That kid couldn't he have. thought he like, was golden. Yeah, Scorpio. That If I was Scorpio, it would have been so ideal that part of me would have been like, this seems like a trap. <laughs> this kid seems like bait. No right. way there's just a seven-year-old out here in the middle of this nowhere quarry. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> yeah, thank
2: you. Uh
1: yeah, the way he grabs that kid, but that that shot of him flying off the dock getting just he gets the line again. Oh yeah, you get the I think that
2: this is the that that second time around with the Do You Feel Lucky is a lot more what you remember, I think. Yeah. Eastwood slows it down just enough. It gives him the same. But then it's like, wait, does he say this this kills? Per- like is this his Dancing with the Devil in the Moonlight kind of like Right? Like, how many times has he said this? How many times
1: has he lost track of how many shots he's fired? That seems bad. When a cop feels like the need to be like, "Eh, I do this so much, I got to start working in my bit. Well, and then when he's like, even includes the like, well, considering this is a 44 Magnum, it would blow your
2: head clean off word for word what he says it's not just a five or six shots. He's got to brag about the size of the gun. (laughs) He's got to let him know it's going to blow your head off. Like it's this, re- this is this has got the whole routine. It's down. really
1: weird when a cop has his own set of like material that he's worked on over the years. Yeah, <laughs> it's the, the same embellishment. Uh, that is one thing I forgot. I'm watching the end of this movie. Just, I think how much he damages the punch of that line by going through word for word this same line. Once the line feels like a script when he reads every word of it the second time through yeah. I don't think I like that yeah yeah the first line feels unprompted like we, once you we don't th- start... need
2: the info about the 44 magnum again Yeah. Like this this guy who's been using a 30-06 <laughs> rifle and machine guns and stuff probably knows what gun that is he probably knows yeah
1: it struck me as really odd that he's going through the whole entire song and dance and yeah. i get the idea of wait you know it's you meeting out justice to this guy, you're the one. You know, I get the gunslinger getting in his his final. But yeah, yeah, it really diminished part of that message. But this is the slower delivery that I at least remember. Mm-hmm. Nobody's ever quoting this full line. Thank God. Whenever they're doing right. When I bought this 1972 <laughs> Smith and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> considering this is a 44 magnum and would the later, blow your head clean the later, off the later ones in the series have a lot more like scripted lines like well I got one friend named Smith and yeah. he's got a friend named Wesson it's like Jesus just fucking shoot me I put, yeah, just put some, it some through my head himself. buddy come on I think it would have been way more effective if he was going through that line a second time and Scorpio like didn't let him finish Mm. Would have been way better if Scorpio reaches for his gun. He's like, oh shit, there's a it's right. like fifth sentence in this? Like, no, no, no. You let's, get to ask let's yourself let's one this. question. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> yeah. Whoa, 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 shit, shit, shit. <laughs> hey, you didn't let me finish. Come on, man. Yeah. That kid, that kid just disappeared, man. Well, the second oh, yeah. he shoots Scorpio, that kid takes off, and we never hear any follow. That kid's gone. And that shot of Scorpio just sinking <laughs> in the in the quarry bog. Eastwood
2: but it's like his it's badge. just it's not satisfying at no. the end. There's this yeah, there's this total like yeah that it's very. I remember always being surprised at the end of this like throwing the badge away. Like ah, I can't be a well, cop anymore. But maybe it's just like I don't like killing anymore.
1: I think in '71 it probably felt a lot more like impactful than when you and I first saw it, and we knew that there was five Harry Callahan movies, right. and our dads knew several lines to quote and. Right, you know, not only
2: is he going to be an inspector the next time, he's probably
1: going to be a lieutenant, right? <laughs> Isn't he like a captain? He like he keeps moving no, up the rank. It's like I think it, I ho- like I said, I, I'm pretty foggy on the enforcer, and I hadn't seen I haven't seen the Deadpool in a while, but I kind of like how Bronson. You know, he's not a cop; he's just an architect who's just like yeah. you know, I just like going and killing. I just like I just always have an excuse kill to kill scum. a whole gang of people. Scum follows me. Yeah, and uh, so I get you know in seventy one like. Is this a difference? Like, am I the baddie? Am I the bad guy here throwing his badge? I imagine that it had a lot more weight in that era.
2: Yeah, it's definitely not a movie that like uh, seemed like it was gonna spawn a franchise. I don't, I don't. I think the <laughs> sequel comes out like seven years yeah, later. Like, there's Magnum Force is uh, huge uh, yeah. gaps in between these movies. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's not like this was the pilot to become the, the right. TV show.
1: It's shocking that it didn't. Could have, I mean, well, have. I mean, there was Sledgehammer, but Sledgehammer was the comedy version of just how ridiculous having a Dirty Harry. Would
2: Streets would of San Francisco have been much It'd after been, this?
1: Yeah. Right. So, yeah, I mean, cop shows, cop shows right. lit, you know, TV is littered with them Yeah, for the last 50 years. And uh, that ending was probably more poignant then than it w- is now. Once you realize, like, oh, well, Deadpool came out in 88. So I I guess or drowning pool. Do I keep saying? It's Deadpool. Deadpool, no, it's okay. Deadpool. It just sounds weird, the yeah, 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 yeah. I there. was like, wait, right. that can't be right. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. Once you know, it's like, well, I guess he hung on in the force for another eighteen years and probably got his pension. So things probably worked out well for Callahan. Exactly. But uh, yeah, this is really this really becomes a movie about Scorpio, and whether that's mm-hmm. intentional or not, I think it kind. Of, I think it has to be. I think they have to realize that this guy is, you know, with all the questions they are asking and not necessarily answering, you know, and the sensationalistic views that they're taking on certain sides like Scorpio really becomes the star and at that yeah. point it that's why you say it's not really as satisfying as it should been it's like yeah it's not really satisfying sometimes sometimes the killer's gonna get away and then die in a freak accident
2: mm-hmm. you know
1: sometimes a good guy's gonna die
2: well then it's just like yeah Scorpio dies but the damage has been done yeah you know the, the trauma to the city and it's the same with you know, the, you know if they base this off the Zodiac Killer it's like you never got a satisfying like we got the guy. Yeah, but even if you did, like the the damage has been done. The uh-huh. people's lives have been hurt. The community's been fractured. Yeah, yeah. And Callahan, is... it definitely has this feeling of just like I I just don't want to do this anymore. Mm-hmm. This this is not this is not worth for it. me. Satisfying for me anymore.
1: A recurring theme of the the Dirty Harry series is people in authority above him pointing out that yes, he gets results. But the costs of those results far outweigh the actual good that yeah. the results give. Not in lawsuits that the city has to pay out. Like, at the at some point, yeah, you did good. You killed a bad guy. But now, thanks to our, like, $18 million lawsuit we had to pay out, like, the taxpayers, would they be better off not having this good guy? You yeah. know? Like, who's the real villain at all this? Killing's bad, but, like... Yeah, now we're just paying you to kill differently,
2: right? So, well, every sequel, it's like he does something to get him reassigned to something else because he (laughs) needs to go somewhere else. I know a guy who has
1: no qualms with shooting men. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. He they need him for the dirty jobs all over the Bay Area. None of the sequels obviously reach Dirty Harry status. This is this is a great movie. Yeah, this is a great grimy movie that rises above just by being original. That spawned a billion copycats mm-hmm. in the same way that i'm sure the zodiac killer and in this movie the scorpio killer probably spawned a Absolutely. ton of copycats another reason this movie probably won't get made to made today is they don't want to show people remind him how easy it is to snipe people from rooftops <laughs> it's true <laughs> turns out a yeah. lot of rooftop access not that difficult to get to if you want to just mm-hmm. look for another entrance <laughs> yeah. And, uh, just... So maybe we shouldn't just show people how easy it would be to snipe people from a hotel into a country western concert. I don't know. <laughs> maybe that is a bad idea to show. And... <laughs> All right. So the other movies are less effective at that, but this is a great movie. This is an important movie. This is a movie that's in the National Film Registry. I think deserves it. And It kicks ass.
2: Yeah. It but came it, to this, yeah. but
1: man, it, st- it holds up in a lot of ways. But just like with our Falling Down episode. Mm. The tone has changed a lot of years in Falling Down. It remains relevant with each era's new conversations right. that it can start.
2: Every time you watch it, it gets murkier, yeah. I think is the way to put it. Like When I'm 18 watching it, it's just like black and white, good guy kills bad guy. Now, yeah, <laughs> you watch it, it's not so cut yeah. and dry. This
1: is the worst dude ever that gets killed. and At the end of it, you don't feel great. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Like most uh, great American 70s movies. Yeah, you kind of don't feel very good afterwards. Like, nothing matters. (laughs) You don't
1: feel good afterwards. You're just Gene Hackman
2: playing your saxophone in the (laughs) apartment you destroyed. Did he find a surveillance?
1: I think we've avoided so many Gene Hackman movies because at the end of, like, night moves, you're just like, oh, yeah, nothing matters. It's all just a blanket, empty (laughs) night.
2: connection. Jesus. All that. Yeah,
1: right. And that's it. All these 70s movies, man. Who, Taxi driver it's
2: just like, yeah, he's not really a good guy, but I guess he killed that pimp. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. I guess he saved one <laughs> prostitute
1: and uh, shot at close range a man with a three fifty seven So who's to say? Ugh. Yeah. Murphy, I lo- man. I love 70s movies. <laughs> the, the theater I saw it with had every range of fan. Dang. There were several people that laughed at every... Thing Harry Callahan said like he was the coolest guy saying every line right yeah yeah and then there was other people that got noticeably quiet the longer things went on you know yeah it had yeah. every range of people that were like I remember that movie being different when I saw it 20 years ago and realizing exactly. that exactly I am gonna start calling people hammerhead though or, like he calls those people <laughs> hammerhead It's a good like insult hammerhead. to bring back oh I was like uh, that one I can use today. That one's okay. <laughs> Do a quick Google to make sure that that's not like a bad term for like a oh, shit or something. <laughs> <laughs> probably is. I don't know. It yeah, it seems vaguely racist. You know what? It 100% if, is. If Harry Callahan no is saying it, it's probably exp- applying to a specific race. <laughs> <laughs> I was talking about the shark. <laughs> I'm Eric. I'm Charlie.
2: Thank you all for listening. Good night.